0: If we found out that the Super Bowl champion or the NCAA champion had obtained the playbook of the opposing team, their defensive strategy, we would expect that they obviously had an unfair advantage. And in fact, we'd assume that at a minimum there'd be an asterisk next to that championship or that they would be stripped of the championship because they were undeserving. Well, my brothers and sisters, we have the playbook of the enemy. Now, what is the game that's being played? What's the goal as we journey here through life? Our first reading tells us that you may live and may enter in and take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. The goal, the end game, is eternal life. Is to take our proper place, which has been inscribed for us, in heaven. And we are on offense. Perpetual offense. We are the ones that can go and obtain. We are the only ones that can actually win in this game. And how do we do that? We do that through sacrifice through disciplining ourselves to say no to temptation and to following God's commandments we follow even the smallest part of a letter of the letter of the law what Jesus tells us right the deepest part the deepest meaning it's not simply do not kill do not commit adultery right those are pretty grave and relatively easy to avoid right But it's to not even think impure thoughts, to not even think and be angry at our brothers and sisters in an unjust way. Because Jesus did fulfill the law. He took the teeth away from the law so that we might have life. And so we're on offense. The enemy only plays defense, which means he can't win if we don't let him. The enemy's strategy is simply that that not happen, to convince us to not score, to not win. But indeed, we have the greatest of advantages because we have the enemy's playbook. That's essentially what the Ten Commandments, what the law is. It says, This is how you are going to be sought after. This is how. The enemy is going to attack you, to stop you. We have that playbook. But more importantly, we also have something even greater. For we can say even greater than the Israelites. Listen to their words again in the first reading. What great nation is there that has gods so close to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? We have that same God, but even greater. Consider that we come, and whenever we call upon him, whenever Father, the priest, lays his hands down, picks up the bread, picks up the wine, that Jesus, God, becomes present for us. We call upon him, and he shows up. What an advantage we have. So how could we not obey all these commandments? How could we not? How could we avoid teaching these commandments simply by living out this life, this sacrificial life of love for one another? Because we really should be, as the gospel says, great. So great. But the only thing that's stopping us is ourselves.